Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Pick and Roll. Thank you for your patience in getting started this morning, but we're ready to go here with two NBA free picks on the way because that's what we do on this show right here on the Board YouTube channel, part of the Hammer Betting Network. We go live here every weekday morning for shows just like this, where we give out the free picks courtesy of Pips NBA over here. Then Pips gives us his handicap for all the plays here before we go into the recap of the previous day's plays, and then we get into any discussion topics that we may have as the NBA news cycle continues to turn. If there are any questions in the chat or any props you're looking out for today, please let us know in the comments as well, and we'll get to them at that point of the show here. But before we get started, reminded to hit the like button to support the show and subscribe to the channel to keep up to date with all the content we have here. It's a doubleheader today with myself and Kirk Evans going live a little bit later on at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. So uh, keep a look out for that. But without any further ado, let's get into the plays that we have on the show for today. And it's two SGPs courtesy of DraftKings. But if you have access to ESPN Bet in your region, go play them over there instead. But the first play is in the Bulls and Lakers game. It's minus 105 at DraftKings to get Nikola Vucevic under 20 and a half points and DeMar DeRozan over three and a half assists. And in our second play it is in the Nuggets and Knicks game. We are going to DraftKings once again, as I mentioned, for minus 115 odds this time. We're taking Jamal Murray under 26 and a half points and Nikola Jokic 20 plus points. So a uh, controversial topic has been overs and unders on the show this season for sure. But Pips, you actually investigated some unders uh, on the show records. And I believe the record is, you said, was 19 and 7 on the half of the bet that included the under or just whatever half was the under. So Sometimes those plays may have lost, but the unders have been winning. Yeah, so I only uh, counted the unders that are uh, only like one to two point two points higher, so not like some crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. But we are a lot of it also won, so we are uh, twenty and seven on the last twenty-seven unders in any way. Only counting those in the two-way, uh, two-player uh, SGPs, not big SGPs. So, yeah, it, it's going well. Most of our winners were exactly with unders, overs performing terrible. Uh, so many things can happen, like Jalen Duran last night. Like, this is like no-brainer of, of a great bet and still finds a way to lose. And, yeah, so, so we are going with unders. So taking advantage of the high-variant January NBA slate and hoping to do that again today, let's get into those picks, as I mentioned. So first of all, it was the Vucevic under 20 half points and DeRozan over three and a half assists. Talk to us about this matchup here. So Vucevic is going against Anthony Davis. Earlier this season, same matchup. Uh, Alavin was out. Vucevic had only 13 points, really struggled inside. Even he made three out of five threes in that game, still scored only 13 points because he couldn't get a bucket on the AD inside, which is like a thing for a lot of bigs in, in this league. And uh, yeah, and we can take a look at the play types. This is like every part of this is difficult. They defend pick and roll, the roll man great, nine best. He scores 39% of his points in, in pick and roll, the roll man. Post-up against AD won't work. Putbacks, AD is a bit deeper now inside, so she should be able to get rebounds and box him out. Free throws, Lakers third least free throws in the league. And lonely part where he could get some chances is from the spot-up, from the spot-up threes. 
and he's not shooting the ball well this season. So I, I'll just taking this line under for, for, for Nikola Vucevic. Also on the season, he is rarely going over 20 and a half points, only in some great matchups, easy matchups. So yeah. Also, yeah, uh, Vucic is shooting 26% from the tee this season. So a spot up shouldn't be a problem in this one. And on the other side, DeRozan for the assists. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, DeRozan, uh, Lakers. So this is his, this season uh, in the games without Lavin, 6.1 assist average over in 84% of the games. And against the Lakers, he had nine, five, and nine over the last two seasons so they always don't allow him to get comfortable they put more bodies onto him usually and especially when he's running the second unit and he should just hit first and also last one that he didn't hit i checked uh, he had 15 potential assists and only three assists so that was also an outlier all right uh question here from leon this is just right on topic here so we'll get to this right away uh, if you like the Vucevic matchup, but you also consider playing the just straight up eight and a half line, yeah, I think there's value in in that also. Maybe even better doing thirty five and a half PRAs unders because that's um, crazy high. So yeah. All right. So preferred play the SGP we have here, but also if you are considering it, then the eight and a half uh, point line is fine. But even maybe even better the PRA line, but. For our show, the favorite play is that SGP. Second play here is in the Nuggets and Knicks game. Going to another under here. This one is featuring Jamal Murray on the under. And Nikola Jokic, 20-plus point. Jamal Murray is at uh, the 26-and-a-half alt line. Uh, the Knicks, how do you see them playing against the, the the Nuggets here today and how this will affect the matchup for this bet? Uh, Knicks, since the trade for OG and Anobi, are one of the best defensive teams in the league. Uh, I see Jamal Murray going against OG Anunobi for most of the game. And this one just shows uh, Jamal Murray, when he's not playing the seven worst, so when he's not playing teams ranked seven, uh, the bottom seven teams in defensive rating. So when he is playing any team that's average or above average on defense, he is under this line in. 17 out of 19 games this season with 20.3 points average and i'll say this game against the boston we had him in the exact same line under crazy crazy efficient shooting from, from from him in that game unbelievable and boston actually wanted him to score in that game they, they let him play one-on-one -on -one. again some possession Jalen brown some possession hauser so he wasn't even guarded by Derek White and Jeremy and Drew Holiday, and he went off. And they just wanted him, and they their terrible pick and roll or ball handling defense. I lost so many points there, and they made him a scorer. And it think I think it, it resulted well. I think that Denver scored below. They scored like 104 points in that game, so that worked. So the, uh, everything else, every other game, Anderson 17 out of 90. And I think his line should even straight line shouldn't be at 24 or 25. Because I, if you take a look at the last couple of games uh, he played, he played Pacers twice, Wizards and Boston Celtics, who made him a scorer. So I think his line got a bit inflated in, in, in the last couple of games. 
All right. So there we have on the Jamal Murray front the and Nikola Jokic for this play here. Let's see how this yeah. one turns out. Oh, you want to talk Jokic yeah. as well? Yeah, I mean, it's a close game away. Nikola Jokic is showing up. So you see, take a look uh, this season uh, when he plays 30, he plays 30 plus minutes. He has already this line in away games in 18 out of 19 games with 29 points average. Only game he didn't go over is the game against the Hornets where he scored 18 points. It was Hornets. Jokic didn't care. This game, they need Jokic scoring. With the, the spread is 1.5. And Knicks are playing great lately. And they are allowing, so they were um, the, playing the defense that allowed a lot of threes. Since OG trade, they are allowing the third least threes in the entire NBA. And they are switched from being with the best rim protection to allowing the most at the rim. And that's where Jokic operates and inside against Hartenstein. He should just <laughs> no-brainer spot against Hartenstein. All right. So same question comes in from Leon regarding Jamal Murray. Would you also consider his straight player prop line under 24 and a half here? Yes. You saw the, the graphics. The, the graphics was... Uh, uh, 17, even at 23 and a half, which you can get 24 and a half. Uh, 24 and a half is still available on, I think, Caesars, ESPN Bet, and BetMGM, DraftKings. So this is looking at 23 and a half. He's still under in 17 out of 19. So if you take a 24 and a half, it's even better. So I think it works there too. Yeah, there's 24 and a half minus 110s out there. If I, I don't know if this is a case of just preferred, like just to play on one side, or if like maybe you don't have access to SGPs in a specific region, whatever it may be, uh, there the option is also available to you over there. But with that, let's go to the recap of the previous day's plays. And it was a winning day. It kind of feels like it could have been better than it was. It was a two-in-one day. So uh, we'll take the winning day for sure. But it definitely could have been a 3-0 day. Jalen Duran gets into early foul trouble, yet still, in limited minutes, comes very, very close to getting over on its PRA line. Uh, in the Timberwolves game, Towns had a very slow start, had an amazing third quarter. The Timberwolves made it a bit interesting late on the spread, but then come through in the end with the win. Jared Allen, uh, fortunately, the Cavs kept it probably just close enough in the fourth quarter for him to come back in the game and smash the over on his points here. Uh, Piz, first of all, do you want to start with Jalen Duran? I know this one is a bit frustrating for his foul trouble. Yeah, it, it sucks. First uh, first quarter, five minutes into the game, two fouls, pulled out, had four PRAs in five minutes. Then came back in straight away, first possession, third foul. I would say that third foul was probably no question about it foul, but first one and second one were kind of bullshit fouls. First one was made by Ivy and they get gave it to him. Second one is the moving screen and he's done. Uh, insane stuff. Uh, he goes to 24 in less than 22 minutes. He was to, supposed to play 34 minutes. So if you just think if he gets 12 more minutes, he's probably closer to 40 PRAs. So I think that was a great bet. But as I said, foul trouble, unders, uh, overs are just, yeah, so many things can go wrong. 
Yeah, with, with yeah. unders like these, these are with overs. These are the type of ways they can lose things that are really out of control of the handicap here. But uh, like I said, it's just the nature of, of sports betting a little bit. We, we always said uh, how many days in a row, like, oh, we could, we needed to be better. We could have a better results, even better. Yeah, this is also, but we want two straight days. So let's make a three. Uh, Jared Allen, insane that he didn't cover in three quarters with how many shots he took. He took he took 14 field goal items in three quarters. Usually, when he takes 12 plus, he's over in, in every single game of his career. I think at 14 and a half with 12 or more field goals, he had 14 field goals attempts attempted. At the end, he ended up I think 20 field goal items in this game. I bet on his usage. He had great usage, 21 points. He came back and I think it was 13-point game. So he was expected to come back in, in this one. Uh, yeah, and also Towns easily goes over even with foul trouble. He also had foul trouble 14 minutes first half due to three fouls. Easily, easily just... This is the best matchup for Carlton Towns and he really showed that. And Wolves, I expected to be more dominant win. But at the end, double digitly win. So, yeah. All right. So, a winning date nonetheless. And we actually have, uh, we had an agent at the game here, Rye Pro in chat, was at the Detroit game and uh, thought that Monty Williams maybe could have uh, pulled Durin a little bit earlier to try and mitigate the issues. But a bad third foul uh, perhaps cost us to bet there. But in the nature sports, man, I said these sort of things can happen. It's frustrating. But uh, that's also what you get. When you bet on unders as well, the possibility of something like this going down. All right, let's talk about something interesting around the league. Uh, I thought that this this topic would have been interesting from yesterday. So oftentimes when the Nuggets are playing against the 76ers, that is where you see like the real MVP debate start to go. Well, maybe we have the same thing for rookie of the year debates here because there was quite a clash between the Thunder and the Spurs yesterday. Chet Holmgren going up against Victor Wembanyama. I unfortunately was at uh, the Leafs game yesterday, so I, I missed out on on a lot of the action here. But from what I from what I saw online about the game here, it was a consistent battle between these two going at each other, like possession by possession. Ultimately, the Thunder have the better team, and that's probably what the uh, overwhelming took over in the game. The Thunder won 140 to 114, but nonetheless, an impressive individual night from Chet Holmgren at 17 points, nine rebounds, and an impressive individual night for Victor Wembanyama. 24 points, 12 rebounds. And interestingly, when Chet Holmgren had taken over the Rookie of the Year favorite spot, Victor Wembanyama is now the favorite to win the award. Pips, uh, I don't know if you caught this game, but any comments on the Rookie of the Year race, maybe who you'd put in the lead right now? I mean, what you saw last night is exactly what you said. Wembanyama, when we last spoke about this, I said Chet Holmgren should be no question about it, but with the recent stretch when uh, Benyama is putting last, I don't know how many, like 15 or 10 to 15 games, when he actually is playing at the five, like when they actually put him to play it, 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 in his great position, he's been just out of this world. Like, dude is averaging 25, 10, and 3. In five, 25 minutes a game over the last 10 games. <laughs> and on top of that, 3.5 blocks a game. That's that's M- 
that's all star starter numbers. That's all NBA first team numbers. That's just in, in, insanity. And I think if they, uh, Pop said he will play him 30 plus minutes in the future, he will play him back to backs and they will play him at the five for the rest of the season. I think Vembeliama is winning and for a good reason. Like, I will say about months ago, I had Chant Holmgren as, as, as a favor. But over the last month, how Chant Holmgren didn't improve, he actually declined a bit on the scoring and some stuff uh, on shooting also. And Vembeliama just improved, like skyrocketed from every angle of, of his game. So yeah, I will say at the moment I will have Victor as the rookie of the year, and as the season goes on, I think it could not his numbers will only look better. I kind of feel like the the Chet thing is he's obviously exceptional. It's tough to like split hairs between these two guys, but the the Thunder being a good team is kind of like some people can make the argument it's helping Chet because he's on a winning team. I could make the argument that it's hurting him because. He's not getting the the full range of the offense like Victor Wembanyama is. So a lot of debates there. But I think what's changed most for 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 Wemby in this stretch is that like Pop is actually coaching the team now. It's not just kind of throw guys out there to see what happens, let them do their thing. Wemby is better at the five. They're playing him at the five. They're they're playing a much more structured style of basketball, and and that's that's helping out Victor at times, just playing in that sort of system. Also, he's finally started starting Trey Jones and giving him a point guard. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, moving forward, I think uh, Victor should be a, probably a lock for, for, for a rookie of the year. Only, like, I haven't looked I can at... see him only improving, and I can see – I don't see Chet improving. Like, Chet declined uh, uh, his points per uh, – points a game average month-to-month -month is down, like – he had 19 in November, 17 in December, and now down to 15 points a game in January. His rebounds went from 8 to 7 to 6. His blocks are also down. His three-point shooting is down to 37, 8%, and he was like 42% to start the season. So every his numbers are on decline, and the Benyama numbers are on the upside. So... I think you bring up a pretty interesting point about the uh, the rookie of the year debate where like Wemby really only is going to start looking better and better. His minutes have increased to 30 minutes a game. As you mentioned, he's very clearly a better player when he has a point guard and Trey Jones is starting. That was apparent for a while. It took Pop a while to, I don't like Pop is a very good coach. I, I don't want to say it took him a while to figure this out, but like it just, it just felt like, like Pop has like Pop has beyond the benefit of the doubt for these sort of things, but it just it just feels like he wasn't coaching because he didn't feel like it for a while. I, I don't really understand, but yeah, now that they're actually giving this team some structure, yes, they're still very bad, but uh, they're definitely better off right now with the way that they're playing. And I think that uh, it is an interesting look on Wembenyama. I'm just kind of shopping around here for prices. So minus one fifty at DraftKings, minus one ninety at FanDuel. And minus 175 at BetMGM. So some interesting prices around there. Uh, would you say any any price is actionable if you could get something down for Victor Wembanyama Rookie of the Year? I, I think uh, that's long time go, gone yeah. for, for me. And before, like, 
you could see the, the the raise and the fall it's not a fall it's just a bit decline from chat coming crazy yeah. numbers to start the season that's amazing and, like you're not trying to put yeah, him down or anything. that's amazing i think he's unbelievable guy i'm i'm stunned by him whenever i watch the thunder how 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 crazy intelligent he is and crazy on defense but you could just see look at the numbers and see chat is going down and Benyama is performing unbelievable at the fight, even with minister restriction. And what's going to happen when there is no minister restriction? So I think like even like week ago, you could get Victor for like five days ago, you could get Victor at plus money. So I think that was the, the last train to get good value on futures. I don't like taking futures if that's not a huge edge. And I think at plus money for Victor, it was a, a very big edge. Okay. So perhaps not quite there anymore. But um, we will follow the rookie of the year race with uh, with a lot of excitement. This is a really fun battle between these two. Not like last year was pretty much a lock the entire season for Ben Carroll. All right, that'll do it for the show today. Uh, let us know in the comments in the chat as well who you think the leader should be for the rookie of the year at the moment. Who do you think will end up getting the award? It certainly looks like it's victors to lose, but it's still a very tight race and things can change within the space of a month as we've just seen here. But for today, there are two free picks for you to consider tailing. We would advise you to do so in the first play. It is the Bulls and Lakers game where we get Nikola Vucevic under 20 and a half points and DeMar DeRozan over three and a half assists. That was minus 105 at DraftKings. Superior price at ESPN bet for both of these if you have access to that in your region. Not everyone does. So we take the DraftKings odds that are available to pretty much everybody. This one is minus 115 at DK. It's in the Nuggets and Knicks game. It's Jamal Murray under 26 and a half points. Nikola Jokic 20 plus points. And reminder, have no fear in unders. Unders have been doing really well on the show this season, as we have outlined earlier on in the the ones where it's not an outrageous uh, alternate line. The underplays are 20 and 7, at least a side of the parlay, which includes the under, where it's not, again, one of those outrageous alternate lines. So unders have been successful, especially in this January period where there's consistent blowouts. We have issues with foul trouble, injuries, and all this nonsense. You have a bit of cover with that. So have no fear in the unders. These two plays today. Let's hope to have another winning day and continue this good week on the show here. Getting ourselves really back on track right now. It kind of feels like we're getting into the swing of things here. So support the show by hitting the like button. Subscribe to the channel for more content here. And tune in late today. I'll be live with Kirk Evans. Get his thoughts on the biggest, biggest stories on the NBA this week. And also get some free picks from him as well. We'll see you next time, everybody. 